Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Chocolate Joe, it's an absolute pleasure. And can I just sing one line of your entrance music, please, sir, before we get going? <laughs> he's Go the mount, he's the mountie. He got under my skin when I was a kid. But he always <laughs> got his man. There you go. There you go. Just just brief, just brief. But yeah, no, don't, 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 you? Hi, Stewie. Don't don't quit your day job. Don't go into uh, You're not, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Yeah, I'll stick to podcasting. That's uh, yeah, I'm never gonna be sick. Jacques. Out in the UK, I just want to shout out to uh, to all you guys and say thank you to Stewie because you know what I love this podcast and and remember Stewie the Maori always gets his man. You're listening to Stew's Wrestling Podcast. It's time. Your host Stew Palmer. Well, it is episode 154 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, all the way here from North Wales in the UK. And it is the four-time guest coming on the show, the first four-time guest on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. He's beaten my Bob Mike Angus. I'm sorry, Mike. You've been beaten to it again. It is my good pal from Savannah, Georgia, in the good old US of A. It's Mr. Mac Davis. Stewie, how are you, brother? Oh. All good, Matt. All good. Good to have you back on, my good pal from Georgia there. And, Mac, how are things? How's things going? Going great, man. Stewie, you would not believe the uh, since the last time we talked how much I've been uh, running. <laughs> it's It's been nonstop crazy fun, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I see you're doing the same thing. You're doing all kinds of uh, different podcasts and shows and the things. I've seen the, the mental health stuff that you've been doing, which I thought was fantastic. Absolutely Thank you, fantastic. Thank you, Mark. It means a lot coming from you because I know about you know your mental health years yes. ago. I yes. know very, you know, I know well, I know how much you champion that and how it is. We've got we've got to stay positive, haven't we, Mark? Yes. As hard as, as hard as life gets and things things happen, don't they? But we're still we're still here, aren't we? You know, ten toes above ground. Yeah, I'm I'm always the believer that uh when we're born, we have one job, and that one job is simply to survive. So Every day, it's just another survival. Go get through another day, be blessed, and move on to the next one. Absolutely. That's got to be the mindset. Absolutely with that. Now, we have got the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame again. I know you've been doing so much that the last couple of years, haven't you? And it's in Albany, New York. I'm going to fire the graphic up now. So, yeah, the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame on August 26th in Albany, New York. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this will be the third year that I've been there. I've been a part of the production team and uh, hosting uh, for the last three years, and I'm looking forward uh, to doing it again this year. Should be a big night. Now, we start off with the Feast with the Beast. That's uh, on Friday night, uh, August 25th, uh, from 4 to 6 p.m., and that'll be at the uh, IPWHF Museum, uh, and you can reserve your tickets 
if they're still available. I'm not sure that we still have tickets available for that because it wasn't limited seating amount uh, to do that. Uh, but the Feast with the Beast is having a feast with Dan the Beast Severn. And uh, he tells great stories. Should be a fun time. A couple hours there right at the museum. And the museum, if you have not seen it, is absolutely fantastic. Make sure you stop by. If you if you don't have a chance to get there for the gala this year, stop by anytime during the year at MVP Arena. And I promise you, uh, you'll enjoy yourself there at the uh, Hall of Fame Museum. Now, it's not just that. We also have the uh, Class of 2023 Convention Meet and Greet, uh, which will take place on Saturday. And that's from 11 until 2 at MVP Arena. And some of the attendees that will be there will include Greg Gagne, inducting his father later in the evening. Also, Tony Atlas, Doink the Clown, Ray Apollo will be there. Also, David LaGreca of Busted Open. I know, oh. Stewie, you know David LaGreca. I love, and, I love Dave. I love Dave. Absolutely. What a man. That Dave is, he's done so much for the wrestling community and it's time that somebody awards him something and tonight or that night of the gala will be the event uh, where we finally recognize David LaGreca for all the work that he's done in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, also, as I mentioned, Dan the Beast Severn will be there and the Nasty Boys, Knobs and Sags will be there. And I'm hearing, now I don't know how much of this is true. Uh, but I'm hearing that J.J. Dillon has a uh, special announcement that uh, for me, for something that he wants to gift me. I have no idea what that is. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to that uh, on that night as well. Uh, and I also understand that there could be a big uproar by the end of that night involving the Nasty Boys. We'll have to wait and see. Someone's getting a pit stop, I think. Possibly. I, I hope not. <laughs> somebody, somebody might be getting a pit stop. Oh my word! <laughs> that used to that used to get me when I was a youngster watching them too. But I wouldn't want to be taking that. Brett, no. Brett's, Brett's there as well. Oh my but, word! Oh yeah, my now, word. now a lot of the guys that uh, you see on that poster right now. Now a lot of these guys are the ones who are getting inducted. Many of them who are not alive right now, and uh you know so they're not these people will not be at the show these are the people being inducted uh the attendees are the ones that i mentioned a moment ago that'll be there greg Ganya will be there to induct his father Vern Ganya. uh that'll be our highlight of the night uh in our big main event so we're looking forward to that but some great names going into the class uh, as you just mentioned a minute ago uh on that screen you'll see uh june byers dan mccloyd uh dr bf roller george lurk Tom Connors, Vern Gagne, as we mentioned a moment ago. Gorgeous George will uh, be inducted as well. Mitsuhara Masawa will be uh, put in there. Also, Bert Aserati, Bret Hart, Bob Backlund, Kiji Muto, or the great Muda, Fantastic. and Kobashi, all going into the uh, this year's Hall of Fame. Something for everybody there, isn't it? You know, you look at the, the litany of people, the amount of years, you can go right back. And there's something for everybody, isn't there? And so, you know, age, the age of fans and things like that. Fantastic. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Wish I could go to it. I wish you were there, too, because we're going to have a lot of fun. I know Bill Apter and I, uh, legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, uh, we have sat down and kind of figured out the show for the evening, and we're going to have a lot of fun. I think the people who will be attending this will enjoy themselves. Should be a really, really good time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, again, Mark, I've got to speak to you about, obviously, the two shows you've been doing for quite a while now. 
Uh, obviously, I'm going to speak about you and Teddy doing road trip after hours. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I've had I've had some questions answered on the show before now. Uh, yeah, Teddy. Teddy, I think thinks why is he asked that? I, I think sometimes, but with Teddy, I find he's going to tell you how it is, isn't he? You know, he'll oh, give yeah. you he'll give you the truth on an answer. But yeah, just I've loved the show. I've loved the stuff you've done on the road as well, especially SummerSlam last year. When the, the the extra things going on, so yeah, just how has it been being with Teddy? It's it's been fantastic. Teddy and I we got together uh, while working for a independent organization, and uh, we sat around just talking. We had known each other for years, but we sat around talking and realized some of the stuff that we were talking about would make for a great podcast, and that we got along so well. Teddy and I, uh, you know how you you come across somebody and you just click. You know, there's just something. It works. For whatever reason, it just works. And Teddy and I, that's where where we are. We just click. And we have a good time. We're very similar in our uh, beliefs and wrestling and stuff. So uh, we, we do tend to kind of go after certain things that drive us crazy. But at the same time, we, we're just there to have a good time, talk about the world of professional wrestling and life in general. And Teddy is just something else. If you haven't had a chance to see the show, I encourage you to do so. It's not your average podcast. We do some things within the podcast that are a little bit different. We'll do commercial breaks. Uh, they're not always real commercials. They're just kind of fun. Uh, and we have a lot of oddball things that Teddy and I might do. Uh, but it's, it's a really fun show. It's one of the best shows I think I have been involved with in many years. Uh, and it's just something that uh, I look forward to every single week. I wonder, I just wonder, like, is he, has he ever had a question? I've, he's pulled me up on my question. I think he said it was a good question. Has he ever had some questions that have irked him? But you thought, well, this, this is, this has pushed him a little bit, this one. He does not care for the uh, ones where they give you like a list of names and then, you know, like, okay, tell me uh, what you know about this person. He doesn't like doing the, uh, what do you just like name association. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, he, he hates the name association. He did in the beginning. Let me put it that way. In the beginning, he hated that. Now he enjoys it because he realizes this is fun. I like talking about these guys. Uh, so now he's gotten into it. There's really not much that, gets Teddy upset unless uh, it's something about the business that is just so wrong that he feels a need to speak out. I wonder like this, that with modern, with modern stuff, I think he still, he, he, I think he gets it, doesn't he, with AEW and WWE and what they're trying to do. I mean, he worked, he worked so many facets of the business. Yes. So he does know it. I mean, he's done so much, but yeah, modern stuff, I think he's quite constructive. You know, where a lot of older guys, they're not they're not big fans. They're not big fans of the modern product, are they? It's just how they're conditioned. They like old school wrestling, maybe. You know, you're right. Uh, Teddy is one of the few of the older guys that I know uh, that has allowed himself to understand the evol the uh, evolvement of the uh, wrestling you know world now. It's changed. And Teddy is okay with that. You know, Teddy understands that things change and he changes with the times. Uh, because it's the only way to survive in this business. Wrestling today is really nothing like what Teddy and I grew up with. Um, it's much different now, more entertainment, less sport, uh, but it's still wrestling. It's just you have to learn how to change with the times. And Teddy and I are trying to do that as we uh, you know, do our shows. We try to understand certain things that take place on TV. Uh, uh, here's a great example. Orange Cassidy on AEW. 
Now, back when I was young, if you had seen Orange Cassidy on your TV program, you would have thought, who is this skinny, you know, Jerry Lewis looking guy out here trying to, you know, take on these big old guys? And he has this orange punch, which will knock people out. A lot of that's very hard to understand. But when you allow yourself to be open to the changes of wrestling, you see the entertainment value. And again, as Teddy will say all the time, wrestling is now entertainment it's changed and you know what my whole psyche's changed with him because i did not get it I, like a lot of people no. i think i sound like a broken record really because a lot of people <laughs> said but I, I i felt i felt the same way i wasn't getting it and look how many defenses he's made at the international title now and um, you know unbelievable unbelievable what they've done with him and he's had so many defenses i know it's like a weekly title and yes. I, my whole psyche's changed with Orange Cassidy, Mark. It really has. I've got, I've got to say, I've had to eat humble pie a little bit. Well, you got to uh, almost. I mean, you know, when you watch AEW, and it, people will give me hell all the time because they think I'm a WWE shill, that I only watch a, you know, uh, WWE. That's not true. I actually enjoy AEW, but I do see things within the program. Mm -hmm. That drive me absolutely freaking nuts. Uh, you know, whether it's the uh, the referees and some of the uh, rules they have, the twenty count on the outside, or you know, any of these crazy things, those things do drive me crazy. But only because I know that AEW can be far better than they are right now. If they if they tighten up some of these screws, hey, th this show has got a chance to be something else. I mean, look what they've done in Wembley Stadium. <laughs> I mean, they have sold that place out and, and beat the record of WrestleMania many, many years ago. I couldn't, I, I not, not all Americans, I just want to come back to that. And I've said it, I think sometimes when I type stuff, people get the wrong end of the stick. Uh, so people say, not all Americans said it wouldn't have sold, you know, more than 40, 50,000. But a lot yeah. of people, I told them, I told them, Mac, I told them, I said, it's going to be upwards of 70,000. Yes, and, uh, and lo and behold, look what's happened. I've learned that when it comes to AEW and uh, Tony, if, if Tony Khan decides that he wants to have a success somewhere, Tony Khan will have a success. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that he's going to do whatever it takes to make it the biggest and best prop, you know, property that he has. And I believe that he's going to come through with that. I, I believe that we're not just going to see uh, the UK. I think we're going to see a lot of travel outside in the international area with AEW. And I think they're going to do extremely well. Do you think the American market has changed now? I know they, they went into Puerto Rico. Backlash, you could probably say Backlash had the best crowd of the year. You know, 15, 20,000 in that stadium arena. And it yep. felt like it felt like double the amount. I've, I've got to say that that is that's going to be hard to beat the atmosphere in there. And obviously Saudi Arabia, that's been an ongoing thing, hasn't it? Been doing that yep. for a while. What do you think about the American market now? Do you think it's just moved on and there's not much, you know, love love for wrestling over there as there was? I think that it's still there. I think that people got a little upset with AEW when the CM Punk and Young Bucks thing went down. Uh, you know, the disagreements they were having and still have apparently to this day. I, I think that a lot of American fans kind of got upset. They split camps, uh, you know, when it came to AEW, especially uh, you were either Young Bucks camp or you were CM Punk camp. 
Now, the problem with that for AEW is that you don't want to split your audience. You're trying to build an audience, not split your audience. So if you let's say you had 800,000 people viewing your show on a Wednesday night and then suddenly CM Punk and the, you know, the Bucks go at it. And now you split that audience. You're only getting four to six hundred thousand dollars, you know, four to six hundred thousand people watching uh, per week. You've cut your audience. You've gained a show, but you cut your audience. Mm -hmm. They've got to learn how to combine those two audiences again so that they don't see each other as competition, but as a, you know, only as competition to WWE. Right now, they're in competition with themselves, and that's a mistake on AEW's part. Absolutely. Sorry, I just want to cross over here. Isaac, my good friend from Norwich, where the, where the Knight family are from, obviously, Paige, Soraya. Yes. So he's, he's from that neck of the woods. Isaac's a big combat sports fan, so he's watching us. Um, he's watching us in Norwich, Mark. So my Isaac, good, Isaac. good to have you here, brother. Also, I see Justin Clapper uh, has stopped Abs by as well. Absolutely. Great watch, gentlemen. And I know when he heard that Vern was getting inducted by Greg Gagne, I know a certain AWA fan was very excited because uh, he, he grew up on AWA. And that was great wrestling, too. Look, Justin had a, a chance to catch some of the really good stuff. A lot of our big, biggest stars came from the AWA, and I don't think people understand that. Uh, some of the biggest stars came from there. And having Bernie Gagne go into the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame at the end of this month uh, is going to be something special. Absolutely. Going back to all in, Mac. I was only speaking to my friend the other day. He, he's a big, big fan of AW. WWE still watches it all. Um, and we're obviously, we're going to Wembley. We're all going. Um, and he just said, why is all out the following week? Um, and I, 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 do think they've, I do think they've made a mistake. In my personal opinion, why didn't they just let it breathe a little bit? Have the show. The fact that it's the week after, what do you feel with that? I'd like to ask you that. I'd like to, you know, you've been in the business I'm for so many years. I was really surprised by that move. Now, again, as I've said, Tony has a tendency to always be successful. Uh, and maybe he knows more than we do. Mm -hmm. But from, uh, you know, the traditional standpoint, I don't see the reason of having two pay-per-views that close to each other. I really mm -hmm. don't. Uh, and I think that maybe you could be hurting the card in the UK. You may be sold out, but your card is a little bit light looking right now. And I think that's because they're trying to save some matches for you know for the other pay-per-view that's where i have a problem with them being so close to each other because i really believe that the show in the uk needs to be their wrestlemania right now it needs to be it needs to make a major impact with some of the best matches we have ever seen not so sure we're getting that right now do you think in terms of announcing the matches do you think they based it off how many tickets were sold in advance that they've delayed it would that be in his psyche or am i in the wrong ballpark there with that because it sold so many in such a short space of time, and it was sixty-five thousand over the first week, wasn't it? Do you think that yeah. bears a bears a factor into it that he, he's left match announcements, or has that got nothing to do with it in your mind? I, I think that they were probably testing the waters a little bit when they made the announcement, and uh, they got a great response. And then there was no need when you're selling tickets that fast. Uh, you don't really need to announce your card because. You're already selling your tickets. You could have a night full of jobbers in the ring and you've already got your money, so you don't care. But again, it goes back to what I said a minute ago. I think that they need to treat this show as a WrestleMania type of program, make it one of their biggest and their best, 
And I'm not seeing that when it comes to the card. The card is looking, it looks okay in some places, but it's not what I was expecting. I think that uh, when it comes to the UK, uh, it needs to be CM Punk versus one of the Young Bucks or Hangman Page, somebody like that. It needs to be a major match that fans want to see. And fans do want to see CM Punk intertwine with the Young Bucks and Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, those guys. Because they know the history and they believe in that history. It's real heat. Uh, and real heat usually brings real ratings. What about I think they've I think they've dropped the bollock, as we would say in the UK, not having Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega the third match. I know the storylines have moved on. I know they've gone in taking on Callis and the Blackpool Combat Club and all that's been gone. I think they've I think they've made a big mistake. I, I, I truly believe it. I think that should have been the rubber match at yes. Wembley. How do you I, feel I, about that? I, 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 I agree. I totally agree with you. Uh, it's one of those things that's it's a, it's a head scratcher. Again, I'm not sure who's doing the booking of the matches uh, for Wembley, uh, but they need to really look at some of these matches. They still have time. They can take some of the matches, rearrange them uh, through storylines on TV between now and then, but something needs to happen because, like like I said, some of these matches are just kind of, eh, they're there, and you're right. When you have people like uh, Osprey out there, why is he not uh, with Kenny Omega on this card? Why is that not one of the biggest matches on the card? I guess we'll have to wait and see, but it's just, it's one of those things. I think that's where AEW hurts the most is in their booking. Uh, I don't think they have a clear idea of long-term booking if they do i just don't see it uh I, I see like a weekly let's get to this and let's get to this and let's get to this without thinking okay six months from now where do we want to be they've got to treat that program like that they got to start thinking way in advance so they can tell stories better than they're telling now absolutely do you know what mike i can't wait to be there a week on sunday this has been a long time coming for me 31 years since SummerSlam yes. 1992. I've been waiting for him to pull the trigger on this. I tell you, he stated that they were going to come here. And it was like, when's this going to happen? Because it was like, right, we're now three and a half years in now. And uh, lo and behold, he has he has done it. And a lot of people felt it was going to be at fo Fulham Football Club, soccer club, obviously, who they own, which yep. is, a, it's a, Craven Cottage is a damn sight smaller. Uh, a lot of people were like cr crazy about Wembley being chosen because of the sheer size of it. But my yep. word, look what well, they've Let done. me ask you something, Stewie. I'm curious, and this, is, this happens all the time when you and I talk, so we'll ask each other questions because we're both interviewers. Absolutely. <laughs> but, Absolutely. but I'm curious, what is it like in the UK? Are, are people more excited about AEW or WWE? Just WWE obviously doing money in the bank last month and having SmackDown and, and all that going on there. It, it was it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But again, you know, twenty thousand people. They could they could have done it somewhere bigger if if you know if they really wanted yep. to. I think that the price of the tickets have gone ridiculous in terms yes. of WWE. The only reason I say this, Mac, you're a businessman. But the way I look at it. Surely, with all the broadcast deals they've got in place now and all that, do they necessarily need? Is the ticket revenue enough? Does it really matter when you're getting huge, you know, you know, pockets of it, money from like the likes of USA, Fox? I it does. I don't understand why the tickets are so expensive, Matt. Well, it's because they're a publicly traded company, uh, and the investors and stockholders want to see revenue. 
and they want to see as much money as they can. It comes down to business and greed. That's the best way to say it. Uh, They want all the money they can possibly get. I agree. The ticket prices have gone way, way out of reach of the average person. And your average wrestling fan doesn't have that kind of money. You know, you you have to be somebody really special to sit ringside at one of those matches. Because if I'm not mistaken, you pay thousands of dollars for those seats. Uh, You know, if you want to take your kids to go see a wrestling show, do you want to spend that much money just to go watch, you know, four hours of wrestling? It's amazing. It's crazy. And do you know what? A lot of people I know, who, who I can't believe the amount of people that are still collecting things and all that. It's, it's, their, it's their life. It's, I, I've, never yep. been a, I've never been a collector. I was no, always I haven't either. getting photos of the guys. I'm sure we've said about this in the previous three episodes, but there's people out there, you know, they're on, they're on the breadline, so to speak. And yep. they, any, any extra money they've got, it goes into pro wrestling and, uh, you know, oh, yeah. te- testament to them, you know, and the co- and the collections they've amassed. Yeah. It, it, it's I'm, I'm amazed when we have uh, the uh, the get together, the conventions and the fan fest and you see what people spend uh, to, you know, get pictures, autographs, videos and things like that. And I remember sitting at a table. I was sitting there with uh, it was Teddy, Ron Simmons, Scott and Rick Steiner. And we're at the table, and I'm watching him work the table. Ron Simmons could sell ice to an Eskimo. Uh, he, <laughs> he is a blast to watch when it comes to dealing with uh, the different fans who come up. Because you have some who come up, and they'll pay face price for something. And then you'll have others come up going, I, I don't have any money. I, I didn't come here with any cash. And they'll tell that story to Ron Simmons. But by the time they leave, they've spent $300 buying different things with the money they said they didn't have that Ron knew they had. And he got every penny out of their pocket. He's incredible to watch. He's also so much fun to hang around. Absolutely. I I had the pleasure in Dallas in 2016 at WrestleCon. As I... Money was that was it, Mark. I was on a, I was on a flow. I was on a flow, man. And he he was fantastic. He was lovely. Yeah. You know, it's it's busy. It's busy for them. They're trying to get through everybody. They yes. want to give you. They want to give you your bang for your buck as well, don't they? The guys. To be fair to them, it gets busy. It, it, there's it a lot of people at these things, you know. Yeah, and they'll come up with. Uh, you'll see guys come up with just tons of stuff to sign, which they don't mind signing. But the truth is, they also think they can talk for 30 minutes while they're doing this and there are people behind them and all these guys are trying like you say they're trying to be nice and spend quality time with them mm-hmm. while they're you know buying their stuff but they don't have all day they've got to keep that mo- that line moving because that's how they make their money and a lot of times these guys are either getting a guarantee or they're splitting uh you know the table with the promoter so they've got to push these people in and out so never take it personal if they kind of move you on it's just simply business and they've got to keep going how weird the Steiners just going back to them. Steiners, them are, guys. Uh, <laughs> I watched them come in in the morning. Uh, we were, I think it was SummerSlam last year. And they came in in the morning at the table and they had boiled eggs and all these little snacks and stuff. They prepare food when they come to these things. They don't buy it at, at the uh, concession stands. They make their own little food and bring it out. And they're sitting there eating raw eggs and stuff like, oh, God. And I'm thinking by the end of the day, I can't sit next to these guys because I know what's going to happen with all these eggs. So, <laughs> Scott was another one. I was absolutely bricking it. It was San Jose, San Francisco the year before. I was bricking it before meeting him because you hear so many things. 
how, how he is, how he was. Blah, blah, blah. He was he was so nice. He was so nice. Like, yes. He was brilliant with me. I was panicking before going up to me. Shut my hand. We had a little chat. He was not how we expected him to be. He was lovely. He was such a nice man. Yeah, he, Scott he was, is, uh, when he comes into independent wrestling, uh, I've seen him on several shows in independent wrestling, and every time he comes in, the guys are scared to death to talk to him because they think he's going to whoop their ass. He he can be a little cranky when he wants to be, but I've never had that that problem with Scott. Scott's always been nice to me. In fact, the very first time I met Scott, he, he came over and introduced himself. He goes, hey, how you doing? And said, hey, to me. Uh, and it was like all the guys were going, Oh, you, you know him, that's why he was nice to you. I, was, I just met him, I you know, yeah, I just met him. <laughs> I was in uh, the same position, and, <laughs> but it, it, if you don't piss him off, he's a friend. Yeah. If you piss him off, you yeah, better get yeah. out of the way, yeah, absolutely. Old school, man, unbelievable, yeah, yeah. but yeah, they're, they're great. I just, I miss, I do miss that side of it. Uh, WrestleCon, I, I miss, I miss the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, yeah. Going to the Hall of Fame. I miss it, Mark. I, I truly, truly do. I will get back over there. I, I hope so, because I saw your uh, one of your buds uh, last year for WrestleMania, <laughs> Mr. Angus, who I've never four, four times here, bud. Four yeah. times, Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then a, and a video from Hollywood, from Jeannie, from yep. Mike. I loved it. I was just like, <laughs> I wake up the next morning. Obviously, you're on California time. So what's this? What's he sent? It was Jeannie. It was a message from Jeannie. Bless her. So yeah, uh, I know Mac, uh, not Mac, Mike has such a good time. And uh, yeah, obviously- he, it was fun to meet him too, because you know I had never met him in person, so yeah. it was nice to meet him. And uh, I got to meet some of the guys that came with him. Uh, I believe Cat was there too, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember what her full name is. Cat something. Uh, but she she was a beautiful girl, and uh, nice to meet her too. I, I like meeting people from across the pond because their views on wrestling are so much different than what I'm used to hearing from Americans. Uh, so it, it's good to hear that. I, I like to hear, you know, what's hot where you are. What what who's really you know ringing the bell for a lot of people in your area. By the way, who is that? Who is the big person when you come over to uk who is everybody crazy about over here now there's so many mac there's so many it's hard to i'm trying to think uh car in the wall who's done a lot with progress his whole yes. gimmick was good spike trevay they had like a, a battle they had all sorts going on i think they ended up in a hell in the cellar a cage match mike would be able to tell you a bit more uh, they had a hell of a rivalry and he it, it was like you know car in the wall was going to go but he's like this character car in a war and he's got makeup on and stuff like that. He's very, very different. Um, yeah. just, um, obviously, um, Ricky, Ricky Knight Jr. The Knight family's one of the, yes. one of the kids, one of the young ones. That he's was Soraya's younger brother or older brother, he, right? Nephew, nephew it is, uh, Ricky, Ricky Knight. And obviously he's done a lot with Will Ospreay yeah. when, Will Ospreay's been over here for Rev Pro. I know, obviously, he's doing more with New Japan and AEW. But when they do get him over here, like Ricky Ricky Knight Jr. is superb. Absolutely fantastic. I could name about 20 guys. Oh, yeah. I really could. It's just different. It's just different, which, you know, that's what makes it great. But they can have great matches with the Americans and, and, and vice versa. You can have a different type of match, can't you? Do you find that the wrestling in the UK is a little more uh, physical? Than the American. I'd say I'd say, I'd say the stiffness because we're so they're so known for that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I, from what I can gather from the talent, it, it's like the Jap- it's like the strong style, isn't it? British strong style. It's still prevalent, you know. Uh, and which is what I prefer. Uh, when I was in independent wrestling, you know, a lot of people uh, I, I I like to be very snug. Uh, I, I like it to kind of lay it in a little bit because I'm I'm of the belief that 
if you whiff by a guy's face, fans are going to see it. They're not going to buy it. You got to make contact. You got to be able to take some of this in the ring. And nowadays, a lot of guys don't like taking that in the ring. They're like, no, don't hit me now. No, no, you know, don't, don't ruin my pretty face. Screw you. This is wrestling. If you get a black eye in this and it's an accident, it's an accident. Get over it. Fans will believe it and it'll help tell the story. A lot's a lot's come over. Uh, he he's been on New Japan recently. He's been doing their um, like the light heavyweight uh, division. You know that lighter guys. Dan Dan Maloney, who was extensively booked over here, he was cutting promos on New Japan. You know, like subtitle and all that. He he's fantastic. I think yeah, he was like light. It's like the light heavyweight. You know, going yeah. there, the junior, the juniors uh, that size. He he's done brilliant. Um, I try to watch bits of everything. It's hard because there's so many promotions, Mac. So I try oh, yeah. and dip in, dip in and out. I always say to Mike, you know, I, I try and watch progress when I can. It's just hard to fit everything in. You know, you know the score. It's just there's just so much. There's just so much for us. You know, over here in the states, we hear that in the UK that AEW has more of a presence than WWE. Is that true? And I'll tell you the reason why. ITV, which is the one of the you know biggest broadcasters over yeah. here. Uh, obviously, everyone everyone can get ITV on, on Freeview, which is like a cable satellite thing that we've got here. Yeah, um, it's it's it reaches more people. Obviously, because BT BT TNT now you have to subscribe. You pay a yep. monthly subscription to get the content. ITV is um, they've got advertising revenue, so you don't have to pay to view it. Although we've got a TV license that we pay for BBC, yep. so it's it's more readily available. ITV, you know. So that's why percent. that's why the popularity not, with AEW. I, I, I'm not knocking them at all because they've done fantastic. They are doing the numbers, oh, yeah. and he's and he's very happy with the numbers. It's only you know you've, you've got it. It's got to be good, otherwise people won't watch it. So he has it has got it. It does make life easier that ITV is more readily available for people because yeah. you don't have there's no subscription cost to it. If, if you get if you get what I'm saying, yeah. T- TV has changed so much in the last few years ever since COVID. Uh, the traditional TV uh, delivery system changed. You know, everything went to the apps and everybody's watching everything on their phones now and and then sending it from their phone to their TV. And uh, in fact, I just canceled my direct TV yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I sat there and I was looking at my bill, $220 a month for the, my direct TV subscription. I have no idea. I'd never watch it anymore. Why am I paying that much uh, money yeah, when yeah. I got everything on an app? And if you want to, yeah. you know, if you want to buy what you want, it's only 10, you know, 20 bucks and it's not $200. So I don't even know how direct TV remains in business at this point. Sky, Sky are terrible. You know, when you're like coming up to contract, they like say your 12, 18 month contracts running out, they hike it. You have to phone it. So yep. then cut the prices down. Doesn't that drive you crazy? Every time you have to renew, you got to call them up and go, I'm going to pay the same thing. I ain't paying twice just, as much. Just honor, just honor the price, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it has it has checked. You're all right. It's totally changed. Totally changed. Which, yep. you know, I know the BBC are trying to um, change uh, people not paying the license fee and you pay a subscription. But they're trying to work out how much it's going to be per yep. household because they said it's going to cost. It's going to cost them a lot more that way. So they're trying to work out because less people are watching BBC content live. Oh, yeah. You know, it's changed. It's you don't the, see many people watching live TV anymore. No, uh, well, not, no. not, not live TV. They're not watching cable or satellite TV. No, live no, no. programming still gets over. That's the reason why wrestling does so well, because people like to watch things live. 
Uh, they don't want to watch it. Like, like right now, we're doing this live. This is not recorded at, at the time that we're doing it right now. And uh, people prefer to see it live because they never know what might happen. I might say, or, and then people go, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Richie, come, Richie, come on this show. Not a problem. Absolutely. I try to watch my mouth a little bit. It's early I, in the morning. It's too early to start cussing you. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just wonder the way it's going to go. Do you know what else gets on my nerves a little bit? Why can't they take the viewership from the apps. So how many people are watching it on, on Fight TV? Yep. Uh, they're only taking it from the broadcasters. It's not It's not a true reflection of the numbers. And how many people Correct. are watching it? Right. So surely they can obtain the numbers through the internet. There's got to be a way, surely. I don't know the te technical side of it, but it annoys well, you me. Know, we're not getting the true numbers. We're not getting true numbers, really. You know as well as I do that we can keep up with our podcast numbers, and we know like yeah. uh, we know the views on Twitter, the views on Facebook. You have to combine those numbers to get the true feel of what your audience is. And you're right, uh, TV now. And when you look at the ratings, people go, "Oh, the ratings suck. They're so far below what they used to be 20 years ago." Yeah. But at the same time, we didn't have social media 20 years ago. Now you have to include those numbers, I believe, to get a true factor of what, you know, who's watching what and what, what they're watching. Absolutely. Like WWE, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not paying for TNT. I, there's just no way. Obviously, they took over. Obviously, Turner's come in now. BT have gone in with them. And it's ridiculous how much they want a month. The yeah. network all that content should be on the network the week of, not three, four weeks after. I, I, I agree. Pay, pay a little bit more. But the fans will pay an extra five bucks to yep. have it live, just have to streamline it. I know they've got big contracts with Fox and USA. I understand that. But hey, I'm hearing Fox may not be a, a partner of uh, WWE much wow. longer. Wow. Is... I'm hearing that uh, they're saying, no, we're not going to pay uh, the money that we mm -hmm. paid before. Uh, we got to renegotiate. And, and if they're going to renegotiate, Vince is going to renegotiate with somebody else for a better price. I can't see Absolutely. him taking less. It's crazy. It's, it's, I, I've never understood it. I've never understood it. Just like people will pay extras to get Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Know, uh, uh, live or, you know, pretty much like the day after. It's but, the only reason I have Peacock uh, here in the States. Yeah. I have Peacock. And the only reason I have Peacock is because of WWE. I get to watch all their pay-per-views for $10 a month. It's no brainer, and I can't beat that. <laughs> when, when it's when it when it's how much through the uh, through the satellite cable provider? Oh yeah, if you go to AEW, man, you could pay fifty seventy five dollars uh, for a yeah. pay per view. Woo. We we still don't pay what you pay. You know, with ours, uh, whether it be boxing or anything like you know where it's eighty dollars over there. We're yep. we're paying we're paying like thirty pounds sterling, which wow. is still like twenty twenty five dollars. So heck, I need to hook up with you. <laughs> We we think we we think we're bad off because we used to get it all free, but we still don't pay what you guys pay. Mac, I want to move on because sure. I've got to I've got to speak about Bill Atler as well and your other show, which I absolutely love, the Wrestling Time Machine with Bill Atler, Teddy Long, and yourself. I, I love the show. I love it. It's about obviously stuff currently as well, isn't it? And it's just been it's been absolutely brilliant, man. It's uh, I get to do a show with my two best friends. Every week. That's what that show is. Two of my best friends in this business, we have, and, and this happened uh, by chance, to be honest with you. Teddy and I started a show on Sports Keto uh, and Sports Keto Wrestling, and we started the show called One on One. After a couple of weeks, Bill Actor saw the show. He was already with Sports Keto, and he's like, 
Guys, I got to get on the show with y'all. We'll have a lot of fun. And we have ever since. It's just, it's three of us all talking about our different views on wrestling. Teddy's and mine tend to be more alike. Bill's can be a little more conservative at times uh, because he's, you know, still old school, which is no problem with that at all. Because I think you got to have that mix. You got to mix that old school with the new school to get what is out today. And, uh, but so I, I get to spend, you know, 30 minutes every week sitting down with my two best friends. Couldn't ask for a better podcast. Bill, I, I, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. He came to me. I, I, I don't know. It's just the hundredth episode was meant to be with him. And I couldn't get him. He, I know, I know he's busy and, and, he, and he's got to do later and stuff like that. And he came, he messaged me uh, probably about three, four weeks after. What happened to episode 100 of me? It just didn't happen. And I felt, I felt terrible. So I've still got to get him. We're four years later, Mac. I've got to get Bill. You I've still haven't gotten him. Bill yet? No, no. Because it's like, he, he's like, it'd have to be like, I don't know, 9 p.m. there. So obviously it's yeah. 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. here. So I totally understand. He's busy. Yeah. I, I know that I will get him. He will be coming on. I, I, I will get him. He's... Bill is one of those, uh, you can't get Bill, uh, as he said. Usually it's got to be in the evening because he works yeah. full time, you know, yeah, during absolutely. the week. Uh, so, you know, it's that that's that's his problem right there. It's hard to get away. But uh, so, yeah, we, we actually record our shows in the evening. Uh, you know, Teddy and I wait until he gets home. Then we record. Uh, but he is he is so much fun. Uh, he has opened the doors for me, him and Teddy uh, in the wrestling business more than I, I, I can tell you. Uh, they having somebody watch my back uh, and make sure that I'm making the right choices and talking to the right people. That's nice. It's it's nice having a support system. And both Bill and Teddy uh, support everything that I do. Uh, Teddy goes out of his way making calls and contacts for people uh, for me. Uh, Bill does the same thing. It's it's not something they have to do. It's something no, they no, choose no. to do. And uh, I never forget that. Never God. forget that. That's, that's priceless, Mac, isn't it? You know, that, yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, look, I love that. I love both shows, of course, but I like the 30 minute. I, I like the 30 minutes because you pack it, you pack it all in, you all put your points across. It's I caught I caught hell for that, Stewie. I they they wanted a two-hour show. Two and hours. I, yeah. And I kept saying, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. I can't listen to two hours. And the trends yeah. show nobody listens to two hours of, of you know, they might listen to bits and pieces that are, you know, taken out of that two hours, but they're not going to sit there for two hours listening to a podcast in most cases. And my deal was I want it between 15 and 30 minutes, no more than 30 minutes, 15 mm -hmm. to 20. I like to get into that quarter second, that, that second quarter hour. That's what I want to cross over, maybe get into about 20 minutes so I can get the second quarter hour numbers as well and go from there. And that's what we do. We usually try to hit it right around 20 to 30 uh, because we know that we'll get two quarter hours out of that. I just, I just love Bill. I just love Bill. I just love the whole thing. She's moved with the times. Yeah. Uh, the respect, the respect across the business, man. It's just, it's palpable, isn't it? You know, you, you, you just know he's such a kind-hearted man. You know, went about yes. everything the, the right way, in the right manner. We hear about guys, don't we? Just, he, he's beloved, he's beloved, Mac. And that's, that's a rarity in pro wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, and you won't see anybody talk bad about Bill after. Now, I heard somebody recently, uh, I won't say who, but there was a uh, a large-name professional wrestler that has some unkind things to say about Bill after. And when I heard about it, I got furious. I uh, and and, and yeah. I, I simply said, if I hear this, or if this comes to my attention uh, publicly, 
uh, I'm going to speak publicly on this person uh, and I will rip them a new asshole. Uh, Bill is one of the kindest, most gentle people in wrestling. And if you have a problem with Bill, you got a problem with me and a lot of other people because Bill, as we all know, is an icon in this business. He deserves to be recognized in this business. And if there's anybody that's involved in the world of journalism for professional wrestling that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame like the WWE, it's Bill Aptor. Absolutely. I'll tell you what as well. I listened I listened to his book on Audible. And, yes. Uh, do, you know, do you know what I found really interesting? When he was working for WoW magazine, and obviously WWE weren't too happy about it, were they? But yep. the guys... The guys were coming to him. They wanted, the, you know. Oh yeah, they wanted their picture in there. Listening, listening to the inner workings of it, and how you know, wow, wow, came in, didn't they? A huge. I remember we we could get the magazine here as well. They distributed it over here, but uh, just the inner workings of it and his life and just stuff you wouldn't necessarily know about. I, I yeah. just loved it. I loved it. I loved listening to it on Audible. It was fantastic. So I, I told Bill before, I, you know, I had it. I got his book first and I read his book and he sent me the CD uh, so I could listen to the audio version. The audio version is so good to listen to. If you go to buy Bill's book, which is, is Wrestling Fixed, I didn't know it was broken. That's the name of it. But if you go out and buy that book, get the audio version. Like Stewie is saying, hearing Bill tell these stories himself is so much better than reading the book to me because you feel what he is talking about. And it's, it's a, it's a great listen. I loved it. Like, you know, the stuff with Macho Man and that. Macho Man, Macho Man had a bit of a funny one with him, but they got past it, didn't they? Yep. You know, it's just crazy what you had to deal with, you know, just the way the business. With all those personalities that, you know, he would yeah. tell me stories about, you know, he'd, He'd have guys going, why am I not on the cover of the magazine this well, month? Why am, you know, they get mad at him because absolutely. you know they thought yeah. he controlled that. He took the pictures, he wrote some stories. That's all he did. He had no, it wasn't anything to do with his job to determine where they would be placed in the magazine. And he would catch hell for it all the time. He actually caught a lot of hell when they started showing the women's uh, uh, apartment matches that they were doing uh, back then. <laughs> It was kind of a scandalous thing, you know, and, and the magazine was running it, but the professional wrestlers were having nothing to do with it. They didn't like it. They wanted it out of the magazine. They thought it made it look bad. And so Bill caught hell for that, too, for many, uh, many years. Love it. Just love it. Just like, like going back to it as well, the, the audio, the, the delivery. It's just everything about it. It's just, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, class, he's class personified. Now, Mark, I'm going to move on. Now, I made a bit of a faux pas before we went on live and we were just chatting prior because I put a graphic up, which I wasn't meant to do. Slip of the finger. My coordination isn't the best, but I'm just going <laughs> to fire it. I'm going to fire some photos up. Okay? Okay. So the first one is, and I want your thoughts on this man. The Tribal Chief and his run with the title. I know you've obviously covered this on the shows as well. I know you've spoken about it, but yeah, for my listeners to hear as well, just your your thoughts on, on the Tribal Chief and the run that he has had. How do you feel about it? I never saw Roman hitting uh, the level that he's at now. Um, I, early on, Roman, when he was with uh, the Shield, was very good. Then he got kind of lost for a while. And I kept thinking, nah, it's just not going to work. The fans aren't buying it. They got into the uh, the bloodline storyline, and man, he has executed everything perfectly. Uh, this entire story, Paul, Jay, Jimmy, just the entire story, 
I wish I knew who came up with this and who's writing these stories because they deserve an Emmy. Uh, and I've said this before on our show, wrestling doesn't get its due when it comes to Hollywood and the stories that they tell. And a lot of times I feel uh, that stories like the bloodline over the last couple of years firmly uh, deserve an award of some type for what they've done. Uh, this is watching Roman Reigns reach the levels he has. I love to see it. I love to see another star maker kind of like the rock. I can see him going to Hollywood and doing very well. And I think he will be our next big superstar in Hollywood. I really do. I can't believe the length of time. I, I like, like yourself. It was just getting him there and Heyman. Yep. It's worked so perfectly. I mean, they've swerved it, haven't they? Cause he went back with Brock Heyman and all that. They tried They've done so many different things. Yeah. I do. I felt the bit with Sammy. I know they need to get into WrestleMania and all have the big crescendo and they have the rumble and stuff. I, I felt I wanted that to be longer. I wanted that to be longer with Sammy, but I understand yes. coming into the biggest show of the year, just the way it's all falling. Um, I loved it with Sammy. Absolutely. Everything from him being in there. And then obviously now with Kevin, uh, just unbelievable. Like you did say, you want, did you want to see Sammy beat Roman? Is that what you, did you want to see that happen? Well, I think it was, it was always in the back of my mind there. Yeah. I, I but then it was just, he, he was beating Brock, you know, he, he beaten Brock and then uh, yep. Cody, Cody was the one. I really, really felt like everybody that he was going to get it. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully it's going to lead into Philadelphia maybe. And that'll be when Cody does get, get the title. But I was gutted. I was gutted for Cody, but it's the bigger picture, isn't it? My biggest uh, problem with the storyline was with Sammy. I felt like Sammy, he got him to WrestleMania. And I mean, he and Roman got themselves to WrestleMania. They did a great job. But after WrestleMania, I feel like they just forgot Sammy. I feel like that he just, took a, a complete turn away from the bloodline. And I hated that. Uh, I liked the Sammy storyline and the bloodline and Jay. And I think there could have been more done with that than what they had done. Currently, I feel like we're going to see maybe not so, I don't know that we're going to see the same product uh, for the next few months leading up to the WrestleMania. I, I think it's going to take, I think it's going to be a, a, a lull. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There'll be a lull in the action because I don't see that story really having a, as much steam as it had within the last two years. It feels like it's starting to slow down a little bit. Even Teddy has made a comment. He feels like it's slowing down. Uh, so we might see some changes. And that might be when Cody comes in finally at WrestleMania and takes that belt off of Roman Reigns. And I hope that's the case. I think as well, obviously, with uh, Elimination Chamber was in Montreal, wasn't it? If, if my memory serves, so it was just it was just how it was pieced together. It's like, well, Sammy, they're going to have to do it. It's Montreal. It's just how yep. it was all picked piece, wasn't it? I think you know, time and all that. Uh, just, just amazing. Just now amazing I'll tell you a piece of news that I just saw this morning, and I I hope it's not true. Uh, Nick Aldis, uh, who has been with the NWA, had the big uh, matches with Cody during the NWA days and going into All In, the original All In. And I, they're talking about putting him in the back and having him just as a trainer or producer of uh, matches and not being on TV. I think that's a major mistake. When you have Cody Rhodes there, who's trying to tell a story on his way to dethrone uh, Roman Reigns, what better than having Nick Aldis come out and say, you know what? We've had two matches. I'm waiting for my third and final rubber match. 
and this time I've got you. What a great story that would be leading up. Even if Nick doesn't win, still you give Cody somebody to go through with a great story before you get to Roman Reigns. So hopefully Nick Aldis isn't going to be behind the scenes, but be, will be in front of the camera as well. If not, it's a big loss for WWE because there are plenty of fans who came back into the business simply because of Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes when they ran that feud a couple years ago. That made a huge difference in the wrestling community. Ten pounds of gold, man. It was like it was, yeah, like, it was, like, the, it was like the glory days in the NWA, wasn't it? Obviously, I know oh, yeah. we we know that we know, I'm only stating the obvious, like, but. What a weight, what a waste that'd be. He's younger than me. I forget sometimes, you know. Oh, yeah. These guys, these guys are younger than me. And oh. you know, I'm 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 37. He I think he's a year younger. They're a lot he's younger scared. than I am, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I'm, I wasn't trying to age you in the princess there, man. That's right. I'm, I'm 60 years old, and I don't mind saying that. And and, and look here. 60 years old doesn't mean I can't work. So anybody out there, if you need somebody to come to one of your yeah. shows, uh, whether it's a, a, it can be an announcer, it can be as the general manager for the evening, if you want me and Teddy to come, all you got to do is reach out and call me and let me know. I'm more than happy to be part of these programs. But when it comes to WWE and AEW, I've got something to offer. You just need to pick up the telephone, call me or contact me. I promise you, I'll make you some money. Give you give you some promo time and give you yeah a, brother. I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, night it'd be really really good. Right, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on to this man. Okay. The oh, the love the Undertaker. Love. It. There will never be anybody like the Undertaker ever, ever. Uh, and I and I think it's because, and I've said this before, Bray Wyatt doesn't work as well as the Undertaker. Uh, because he got too far out there with the hocus pocus and stuff like that. The only person who could pull that off in, in, you know, as far as I'm concerned was the undertaker. The undertaker came up to a time when fans would allow themselves to believe some of the, you know, the mystical stuff of the undertaker and things that would happen. And he was one of a kind. I think he needs to remain one of a kind. Because when you get people like Bray Wyatt, who are trying to kind of take the place of an undertaker in a, in a way, you know, as far as the persona, I, I just don't think Bray needs to go there. Bray needs to be the crazy Louisiana guy who he's just nuts. You know, he's, he's one of these guys you're not sure that wouldn't hurt you if you met him on the road. That's who Bray Wyatt needs to be. He doesn't need to be another undertaker. And when they quit trying to make him as an undertaker and all these, you know, hocus pocus things, I think he'll make a, a, a great living. But there will never be another man like the undertaker. Gary Palmer's favorite talent of all time. Let me tell you, my dad's favorite, along with the natural disasters. He loved Typhoon and Earthquake, you know, he loved them when I was growing up. Oh, oh I got to tell you, Stewie, did you get a chance to see the uh, the video I did with Shockmaster? I'm sure, I'm sure I have, you know. Uh, yeah. Teddy, Teddy and I were at a convention and about. I was playing Jenga uh, with Teddy Long. And I'm trying to pull out, you know, Jenga is one of these uh, games where yeah. you have wood blocks. I know, and, it, you know, I know it well. Yeah. I know it well. So I'm pulling out the very first block. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody hits me from behind, not, not, not on purpose, but just kind of runs into me, knocks the whole thing over. Who other than the Shockmaster? busting through and causing a problem he was a blast to work with he's such a nice guy fred is one of those guys fred if you're watching i love you brother uh i, I love the attitude i love the uh the positivity that comes out of him and and you know as well as i do uh, Stu, 
you and I are big on positivity. I, I love positive environments and positive people because that's the kind of life I like to live. I like to be positive. And Fred or the Shockmaster is one of those guys. He is super, super nice. You will never meet anybody nicer, I don't believe. Going back to the Undertaker just briefly, he's yeah. done his he's done his one man tour over here, obviously, while they were over for money in the bank and smack. Now people people are moaning about the prices of things, but at the end of the day, the man's gotta make money still. You know, I don't I don't begrudge him. And you know, the shows were sold out, it was fine. I wanted yeah. to take my dad. I, I I need to get my dad. I want to I want dad to meet Undertaker. I really, really do. I, people were moaning about it, Mac, but you know. I don't understand I'm, it. I'm curious, though, why haven't we seen any of his shows or clips of his shows? You know, I I mm. want to see what it is I'm going to pay for before I go in there. You know, what is mm -hmm. it I'm paying for? Yeah, I know yeah. he's probably telling the same stories, but mm -hmm. you can let a couple of clips out just so people can get a feel for what the show is. Um, and I have heard people say that, the, you know, the price of those shows is high. Um, mm. And I don't know that he needs the money. And again, I think we're going back to the stock, uh, the stock uh, people within the uh, company who own stock. They want to see income. So they're going to charge money as long as they can get it. Absolutely. With, with the VIP access, I'd be on I'd be on Ticketmaster trying to get. I tried loads of times, obviously, the, the, the traffic and they can only yep. let a certain amount of people through. Um, those tickets then turned up on eBay and it was upwards of eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, a thousand dollars. Same for Cena. And I want I wanted dad to meet him, but I said, I just can't, I can't justify it. I, you know, I'm not paying I would not, somebody. There's know. not a chance in hell I'd pay a thousand dollars to see any wrestler, anybody. No. I'm not paying that kind of money. Um, I can see him on TV for free. The hell with that. <laughs> so, yeah. Just to say, I you know I shook hands with him. No, no. Like, I, I, like, I, I like him, but I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars to shake his hand. Just like I, I suppose face value with fees and all the bits and bobs. I think it was like 120 bucks, probably 130 bucks to meet him. That was what it was. Um, Cena, they just people sold him at Portland to sell them off. That's what they Scalp did. them out it's, after they got their tickets. It, it, it's ridiculous. It should be your photo should be on the ticket. Like they've done for other stuff over here, like yes, Glastonbury. Yes. Glastonbury, the big festival. You, you, your photo was on that ticket. It can't be resold. I don't know why they don't just implement it. They've got the technology. That I've never resells. heard that before, but that's actually a yeah. great idea. It's Mike Levis who's run it for you know God knows how many years. It's like a, it's like old Woodstock, isn't it? If you like, it's still got that pageantry about it. it yep. You have a photo. You have a photo on your ticket. Simple, isn't it? Really, that, that's uh, cool. Just do it, and then we won't have all this scalping going on. Yep, and people won't feel so abused by the prices. I'm going to go back a little bit here. I've had the, I've had this man's wife on the show. I've had Barbara Goodish on. What, you lady? scared me for a minute because you said you had that man's wife. No, <laughs> Barbara's lovely, and I won't do I won't do a disservice to Barbara. She's, <laughs> she's, she was absolutely fantastic. It is Frank Goodish, Bruiser Brody, taken far too soon. I'm going back a bit here, Mac, on I what an icon. Uh, yes. just, yeah, your thoughts on Bruiser Brody, man. Bruiser is uh, one of the original scary son of a bitches that were in wrestling. He would come out. I mean, it, it wasn't just in the ring where he would scare people. He'd get outside the ring and he would throw things around. The fans would scatter. You don't see that anymore. You see, you see a wrestler going out in the crowd and they're all trying to get up to him and pat him on the back. Nobody was trying to pat bruiser brody on the back they were running for their life if he came out in the audience because they were scared to death and they had a reason to be 
he he was a little unglued. <laughs> there were times when he could be a little bit crazy in the ring, but uh, I had the pleasure, as uh, you mentioned a moment ago, of speaking with his wife, Barbara. I've met her on several occasions at different events. I love Barbara the death. Uh, and she tells great stories and it's so good to see her keeping her husband's, uh, you know, memory alive. I mean, honestly, she's been so kind to me message, you know, we've messaged after not, not all, not all the guys, you don't hear off the guys again. There's been the handful yourself in, in that group, but she yeah. had been in touch uh, when my son was born and stuff like that. So, uh, she just, and like you say, what, what she can't tell you about Bruce's career isn't worth knowing, is it? The way she can retell yeah. and, and, you know, and also he's him being on the road and her bringing up, you know, the son Jeff, uh, just just testament to her. What a woman! Yeah, and it's it's funny because knowing Bruiser and uh, knowing her, you wouldn't think that those two would be a couple because she is so sweet and kind, and he is such a nut job or was a nut job, you know, <laughs> when he was in the ring. I mean, that's what we got to see. But it, it's funny because they they really don't look like they would be the perfect couple, but they were. Would you would you have got in there with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would have. I I, I might have gotten scared half to death when I got in there, but I would have got in there. Yeah, I, just to say I was in there with Bruiser Brody. Oh hell yes! If I <laughs> I I'd be doing a Lex Luger. I'd be doing one over the top of the cage out of there. That'd be me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poor poor Lex didn't know what to think. He's like, this guy's gonna kill me. <laughs> he just got the hell out. <laughs> he stuck to his guns with stuff as well with promoters as well, didn't he? I know. What happened in Puerto Rico, but prior to that, he he, he stuck to his guns, didn't he? And uh, yeah. you know, he looked. Uh, I think some people are. He went. Some people are. He went into business for himself, but no, he was. He was. I think he had the right ethos. Personally. I think a lot of times that those guys like Bruiser back then were trying to protect their gimmick. Uh, and so they may have come across as being a little over the top at times, but that's who Bruiser was. His gimmick was being over the top, crazy, wild man. And uh, so to see that on a regular basis, you know, they had to show that 24 uh, seven back at that time. This is, this isn't like today when everybody knew all, all they're just acting this, this, you know, this is real, that kind of stuff. Well, back then they protected the business and everything you saw in the ring is the person they presented outside of the ring if they were in the public. And so, you know, a lot of people may have given him a little bit more of a harder time than he needed. Uh, the truth was he was just staying true to his gimmick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, what a man, what a man. Now, more current. I'm going to go more current now. Sure. The acclaimed. My I love it. Scissor me, baby. I should have put Daddy Ass in there. Billy, Billy going, Monty Sop should have been in there, really. But yeah, uh, just, what, fantastic. And they shouldn't have had the tag teams take, uh, tag titles, should I say, taken off. Of I was getting a bit caught up there. Yeah, I, you know, the acclaimed, I, I love the acclaimed. I love the fact that they're they're a natural build on TV. Uh, they weren't shoved down our throats. They came across as being somebody that the fans took to and grew with this team, and they're just huge now. Uh, the whole scissor me thing that they were doing, loved it. Uh, you know, Billy Gunn being a part of the group, loved it. Uh, everything about this group is perfect. I just wish they had more TV time than they're getting right now. And you know, when you when you're able to go from heel I, heel to face, I hate to do wrestling burbage. Some guys hate it when I go into wrestling burbage and words and stuff like that. So I, I'm just obviously as a fan fan perspective yeah. to, to to have the ability to go from a heel team and get get yourself over and go face. That's 
you know, they really grew. They grew on me. They yep. grew on me massively. They really and and, and they, like I said, they did it without the machine. They did it oh, their own. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they yeah. they actually yeah. did it themselves. Well, you necessarily wouldn't get that in WWE, and you know, and that's not a knock on WWE. I yep. think Tony, Tony, they do it differently. As do WWE. I'm not knocking WWE. I don't think would they have cut the same. You know. Yep. Yeah, they're two different organizations, and yeah, you you have to be treated different. Tony is one of those that, uh, you know, if I were going to work somewhere, I probably would be more inclined to work with somebody like Tony because I like the atmosphere and the way that he runs his shows, um, especially the talent where the talent's not, you know, going from home on a regular basis like they are in WWE. They actually have time to go home and spend time with their families and then come back and do their job again. And I think that's important in today's wrestling. when you're wrestling every single day, it takes a toll on your body. And it also takes, you know, your, your lifespan as a wrestler gets shorter and shorter the more matches you're working. So if you're working fewer matches like you are in AEW, the schedule is easier, uh, not just on your mental uh, aspect, but also the physical aspect and being with your family. And I think that's important. That's one of the things I love about AEW they do seem to care about the the wrestlers and their health and their families. And that's big. Uh, I've always been a, a believer that, you know, when it comes to work, it's family first. And I feel like in AEW, Tony feels the same way. Your family comes first. This job comes second. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on Collision? How have you felt? Do you think it supersedes Dynamite as a show now? I know they're going differently. The way they're filming things and stuff like that. It's very much Raw, SmackDown. You know, you'd get that when they first brought them out. Or Nitro and Thunder. You know, how do you feel about Collision, Mark? I wish Collision was on Wednesday and I wish Dynamite was on Saturday. That's how I, I like Collision. I like the feel of Collision. I like the uh, how they're producing and showing it. There, there are subtle changes between the two programs, and uh, it, it's very noticeable to me. I think that CM Punk has a lot to do with that uh, on Saturday nights. I think he has a lot of say in that program. And if that's the case, good job, CM Punk, for what you've done so far. I do know that there's a lot of... Uh, turmoil still going on uh he had made some comments about adam page just recently uh after collision this past week he made some comments that didn't go over too well with uh the young bucks and adam page but i'm a little bit originally when they were arguing i would actually go oh man this is not good these guys need to get on the same page i'm not so sure that what we're seeing now from cm punk is real i I think he may be Mm -hmm. working the fans a little bit to help bring some of that uh hatred that was there during that time to the tv screen and they need to they need they need to address that situation because i think their numbers will go through the roof if they start producing segments between cm punk and the elite and the hatred they have for one another because eventually when they get in the ring fans will want to see what happens and there is big money still waiting on the table right now for that to happen. I didn't know about him spraying the belt. That was, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. But I, you I know, really... one thing I noticed about the belt, uh, it felt very much like the old NWO, you know, where you just, yeah. you know, he just made a yeah. mess of the belt. But if you notice on the AEW belt, he put the X on the belt, but only over one letter. 
Did you notice that? The only I letter. No, no, I'm going to be honest. No, I didn't. Yeah, he, he only put that X, only goes over uh, the E, yeah. which is yes. the elite. Right. Yes. So I think there's more to that than what we yeah. may be seeing. I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, he made a point of getting over the top of that E pretty strong. And uh, and now I'm thinking that's why it's there. It wasn't to discredit that belt or you know tarnish it in any way. It was a way to lay a dig in at the elite. Absolutely. Makes sense. I didn't notice it, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah get it. Stick, stick the knife in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, Turn it a little bit. Make it hurt. <laughs> now, these two coming up right now, very current, and obviously got two matches at All In. So they got the pre-show against Aussie Open. And they're also fighting for the title as well. But this, I, could, I just couldn't believe I just couldn't believe how, how good it's gone in such a short space of time. Unbelievable. Caught us, caught us all off guard, this did. MJF and Adam Cole. Unbelievable. Comedy, I don't, everything. I, I, it's just everything. I, I don't think that there was a plan for that to work as well as it did. <laughs> I think it was it, just something that happened, and they they're running with it now. And it's one of those things where if you're not running with these two, there's a problem. It's one of the best things in AEW right now. They're hilarious to watch when they get together. The thought of them feuding and breaking up right now bothers me. I think it's too early. Uh, I, I let, let this yeah. roll for a while. Somehow yeah. let this yeah. story keep going because it's yeah. just too damn good. So, to, for them, for I mean, Aussie Open haven't had the ROH titles that long over the tag belts, but I think it'll do with the service to, the, to them. Uh, I think they've got to win those tag belts in the pre-show on the zero hour. I really, yeah. really do. And I, think they'll, I think they'll win those tag belts, but then I think yeah. that Adam Cole could possibly it's, beat. And if that happens, what happens with those two? I still think it's too early for that, though. I don't want to see that happen. No, I'd no. rather see uh, them win the tag belts Somehow they still get along at the end of the match between the two of them at the end of the night uh, and make that, uh, you know, a storyline where the friendship continues, but the cracks start showing later on. Like, like I said, right now, they're just too hot. I, I just don't think you break them up yet. Like the November pay-per-view, they could well they could well go for another three, three months before they hit. Now, one thing I will say about Adam Cole, I want to mention this, and, and, and I don't want to catch hell, but I'm sure I will. Adam Cole uh, really needs to get into the gym. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to buy into a wrestler who looks like uh, he doesn't have near as much weight as my 14-year-old son. So, you know, he, he, needs to, he needs to get into the gym to start working out. Maybe there's a reason why he's not growing right now. Maybe there's a, a medical condition that's causing an issue or something. But I, I don't understand why he's still so small and skinny and, and you know, MJF will make fun of him uh, for that sometimes, but so do the fans. You've got to be believable. Your gimmick has to be believable. If you're going to be a threat against MJF, look like a threat against MJF. And uh, I, I just don't understand, you know, some of the size issues we have in uh, AEW. They don't need to be monsters, but they need to look like they work out. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, they bill him as 200 pounds, but is he 200 pounds? He's probably 150 sopping wet. Uh, I mean, he looks really, you know, I haven't seen him in person, so I don't know that. But on no, TV, no. he looks very light. Because I've met guys like Austin Aries, 
and you meet him in person and they are, you go, oh my word, he's actually bigger than I thought. Uh, you know, seeing, seeing a bit like you say, seeing people in person is different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I but I do know just looking at him on TV compared to the other guys. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's like you know, you go go find something to eat. MJF MJF used his time wisely while he was off. You know, he yes, wasn't he a did. bar build. He wasn't a bar build, was he by any stretch? But you could tell with that time off as they did it as a storyline. He 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 was the gym. He, was he invested in himself. Sanctum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he he took care of himself. He knew that the presentation needed to be there. Carrying a belt around and still being 150 pounds doesn't make you a champion. It makes you it makes people scratch their heads going, how did he win the championship? So I, I think MJF recognized he needed to put some size on him and look more like, you know, a champion. And that's why he changed his body, he got in the gym and started working out. And that's the same thing Adam Cole needs to do. He needs to get in the gym, stay committed to it, put some size back on and look like a legitimate threat against anybody that you face in the ring. So on the whole, Mac, you're quite happy with AEW, I can tell. I am. I, you know, I, I, AEW for me is uh, a refreshing change in wrestling. Uh, I watched them more than WWE when they first came out. Now it's kind of 50-50. I'll go back and forth because I like a lot of what's happening on WWE as well. But I still like the the excitement and, and fast-moving feel of AEW. Uh, it, it's still just it's that old Nitro feel, which is what I loved. I love WCW Nitro. And so Collision and Dynamite have that feel, which is why I'm attracted to them. No, it's great. I keep saying absolutely. I've noticed this. I've noticed this on an absolutely, absolutely, absolutely is my <laughs> word of choice. I listen. I listen back to me. Like, Stupid. You've said absolutely awful lot, and then there'll be another word the next time. Mac always comes into my ear. I, I have I, the same problem all the time. Still, don't feel bad. It's, like, uh, it's under the microscope of myself with every facet of life. I'll, I'll like, why have I done that? But yeah, just uh, one of them things. Absolutely. Again, I've said absolutely. And obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'll use obviously now moving, just going back, obviously, to the shows. I want you to plug your shows, of course. Yeah, if you want to catch any of our shows, uh, Road Trip After Hours is a show I do with Teddy Long. And again, that drops every Friday on YouTube at Road Trip After Hours. And you'll find us also on Facebook, Twitter, any of those places at Road Trip After Hours. Then, of course, we have uh, the Wrestling Time Machine, which drops every Wednesday evening and other days. of the. It, it's kind of here and there everywhere on Sports Keto Wrestling. And that's with Bill Apter and Teddy Long and myself. A lot of fun. We talk about uh, different things going on in wrestling, as well as looking back at some of the things from many years ago. It's it's a lot of fun. And like I say, that's a show where three friends are just sitting down having a good time. Uh, th these are my two best friends, and I, it, it's just a show I enjoy doing very much. Fantastic, all the work you do. And then we'll put a bit of spotlight on August 26th as well, the event that you're going to be a part of. Yep, the International yeah, the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. That'll be in Albany, New York. And it's August 26th at the MVP Arena. Going to be a fantastic night. I'll be hosting with Bill Apter uh, for that show. And uh, I'm looking forward to that event. There's always a lot of fun at those events, uh, meet and greets. And and I get get some interviews while I'm there. So I'll have some of those as well when I come back. And hopefully uh, we'll have, uh, you know, some with Dave LaGreca uh, that I'm looking forward to maybe catching up and talking with him again. Uh, I haven't seen Dave since WrestleMania and uh, he was on stage. Then I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, Stewie. Go on. I, haven't I have hit not me, told this story to it. anyone. Oh, I like a scoop. All I right. Like here's a scoop. scoop. 
I'm at WrestleMania. Dave LaGreca is having his busted open show at the Whiskey A Go Go in Los Angeles. I walk in and I'm in the back and I'm I'm doing some interviews uh, with some other people while he's on stage, and they take a break. And him, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, and some other people are on stage. I asked the security guy, I said, hey, I just want to go up and say hey to Dave. And he goes, yeah, go on ahead, go on up there. I start walking up on stage. I don't know what happened. I honestly, God, I still don't know what happened. Somehow, I ended up getting tripped. And I ran into a table where Mark Henry was, and he had his drinks on this table. I knocked over his drinks onto the floor, down at his feet. And <laughs> I looked over at him, and I was like, man, I am so sorry. I don't know what happened. He didn't even look at me. He looked straight away from me at his son and goes, get me another Sprite. I was like, man, I'm sorry. Let me let me get that for you. Look at the sun again. Get me another sprite. I thought the man was going to kill me. Absolutely kill me. I it was it was an accident, but I think now I'll catch hell for this from Bully Ray. But I think Bully Ray bumped me as I was going by the table and made me do that. It may not have been the case, but I that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh my man. <laughs> Oh, but but if you if you ever want to know what it feels like to make Mark Henry mad, yeah. I swear to you, I was dead on the spot when he was there. <laughs> was he okay after with you? Yeah, yeah, he was okay with yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. But uh, I, I plan his son will be there at the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame inductions because he's going to induct uh, David LaGreca. Oh, and I plan on giving his son a bottle of Sprite to take home to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word oh my word yeah just so much going on Mac, Mac that's a bit of me that that event as much as I like and I've been to the shows to wrestling Hall of Fames and stuff but I love it I love it I love yes. I love hearing the guys and just like the way they talk and all it, it, it's it was always my go-to you know I got dressed up for the WWE Hall of Fame you know yep. made an effort and they're the knights and people are like yeah but you went for Wrestlemania I love Wrestlemania I just love hearing and just the way it was done and how, you know, how, you know, how the International Hall of Fame's done as well. Yeah. When we were at the, uh, at the WrestleMania this past year, you know, the press box, uh, when you, you know, cause I was able to go up as press into the press box and they feed you up there. I mean, they got food laid out there, drinks and stuff. You got the best seat in the house, TVs, air conditioning, brother, I can get used to that. I can get used to that very easy. So, I look forward to next year. Mike was in a box, obviously with Wrestle Tours because they, yep. they had all the, they had all the patrons that they, you know paid to come on, and that's that's Mike that that, is, that job looking after him, and I, I couldn't think of a better person. Like the guys who paid to go on Wrestle Tours just had such a blast. It was amazing. Yeah, Angus Angus was uh, tri- you could tell was very yeah. busy, and, and he was leading a lot of things. If anyone was meant to do it or be around the business he, he's he's he just he's just amazing just amazing yep. i love him love him daily i really do hell of a lot hell of a lot so yes mac thank you once again for coming on and being the first full-time guest four times sorry, sorry mike. mike four times In four, unison count, count. Then. one two three four <laughs> Sorry, Mike. That was in unison. That was in unison. But yeah, this has been episode 154 of Shoes Wrestling Podcast with my good Shoes Wrestling Podcast. You did that better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my guest all the way from Savannah, Georgia. I went to Atlanta in 2011. I always say to you, 
the, the kindest people down south there in Georgia. We we were looked after so well. Well, we're all melting here now because this, we have a major heat wave through here right now, and uh, temperature is over in the hundreds. Uh, heat index is around 115, 120. It's oh, hot as hell in Georgia right now. It sounds like it sounds like Greece and Spain and all that. They've been hit by it, it and it's come your way as well. Now, I mean, you walk outside and you about can't breathe. It's just this hot, still air. It's like, you know, and you just want to go back inside and stay away from it. I mean, I like heat, but like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. No, no. Imagine doing a wrestling match outside in this heat. And there's plenty of, uh, of groups here in independent wrestling in Georgia that do that. I saw a black mat sitting out. Uh, it was a ring with a black mat and it was out in a parking lot last weekend. And the temperatures were around 100 I can tell you those guys that hit that mat were probably getting burned every time they hit it. Oh, yeah. And this is what people don't realize, you know. Yeah. You know, it's just fans who go to it. Like, oh, yeah. And it takes a lot out of you. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it's hard to go yeah. when it's that hot. Like, they, they, they talk about um, cardio in, in, in normal environments and stuff, don't they? Now you blow up. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I hear it all the time from talents. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, to do it in that heat, and then, like you say, the black, the black, the heat of that, oh, my word. Oh, yeah, it's like hitting the top of a roof. You know, you, um, you can't sit on a roof. You can't sit on a black tarp either. <laughs> t- t- testament to those guys getting in there and doing it for the people that are paid to come oh, and yeah. see it. Absolutely. Yeah. My guest for the fourth time on Stu's Wrestling Podcast episode 154 it's mr matt davis from savannah georgia mac thank you so much for coming on man it's been a blast as always thanks stewie always enjoy it brother take care man you too sports social podcast network